0: Former U.S. Army paratrooper, historian, and conspiracy analyst, Tony Arterburn, joined by top researchers and guests, exploring the depths of our hidden history, expose the crimes and cover-ups that plague our civilization and planet, and patrol the borders of our reality. 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 From the parapolitical. To the paranormal in the psychological war for your body, soul, and mind. Be me a paratruther. Hey, folks, welcome to Paratruther. This is Tony Arterburn. Episode number two. I tell you what. I just finished a great episode with my friend Chris Graves. We went over the opening chapter after the biography in Behold a Pale Horse written by William Cooper. There is a uh chapter called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars and uh, it's based off of a document that was found in an IBM copier in 1986. And it was dated May 1st, 1979. There's lots of mystery surrounding the document. Is it real? It's a technical manual on human enslavement. Um, but really interesting and, uh, you know, surrounding, especially the times that we're in. And, you know, this happens to be the day that the Georgia Guidestones were blown up. So, so much there and, and a lot happening. And I thought it was a great conversation. But uh, just to warn you all, I, I got to the end of the show and I'm loading it up and I had one edit to do. And I realized that for every once in a while, it will make this uh, program, StreamYard, will just kick off my microphone and it uses like another microphone. And there's no, it doesn't show me anywhere that it's doing that. So I'm hearing myself. You know, I see my Roadcaster lighting up. Everything's fine. So you don't get the best audio version of me it's um not something that usually ha i did it once the other time I was hosting for David Knight of all things and uh it just it it just does that and there's unless I have a producer telling me but uh Chris could hear me fine, so he wasn't concerned and anyway uh it was a great show either way and Chris will be back for more so I hope you enjoy it uh this is uh, again one of those one of those glitches and you got to roll with it as a broadcaster as a podcaster so uh, i know you guys will understand it not my usual uh quality but uh but the content's cool and it was a great conversation exactly what i wanted with this podcast which was uh, just conversations and not worrying about the time i love live radio i love the arterburn radio transmission i love uh the challenge of live um but just having that form of of let's just talk until hey we we don't want to. We don't want to talk about this anymore and, and uh, don't have to worry about commercial breaks or or the hour coming to an end. So uh, anyway, I uh, uh, really appreciate all of you who download the podcast, all of you that are here and uh, enjoy Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars with Chris Graves. Talk to you soon. Hey, folks, welcome to Paratruther. I'm Tony Arterburn. I'm joined by one of my good friends, Chris Graves. He is uh, he's what makes up the three searchers for Donald Jeffries. <laughs> the other the other researchers being Peter Seekosh and Bob Wilson. And uh, Chris and I have have spent a lot of time texting and going back and forth. He's uh, he finds hidden gems. And I said, Hey, Chris, why don't we? Why don't we do a podcast where we just break down and dissect uh, the opening chapter, not the biography of Behold a Pale Horse, but the opening salvo of info uh in that book uh written by William Cooper and it's Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Now uh Chris I know you know this background but I wanted to go over a little bit for the audience. Um there's a little bit of a legend uh and backstory that goes with this chapter. It's not just a chapter in a book, it's actually supposed to be a technical manual. And again, everything I've checked out this is true this this document was found in 1986 in an ibm copier it was founded in an estate sale like so somebody just bought this copier and inside the copier was this document called silent weapons for quiet wars and it was dated may 1st 1979 now remember may 1st is the uh celebration of not only communism but it's the birthday of the illuminati May 1st, 1776, and this is, uh, again, I'll, I'll read you, um, this is page 36, Behold a Pale Horse, uh, the Illuminati's declaration of war upon the people of America, and it says, top secret, silent weapons for quiet wars, an introductory program manual, operations research, technical manual, TMSW 7905.1, <laughs> it literally comes out with a, a technical manual and date, there and then it welcomes the reader now a little bit of backstory too this supposedly was a document that uh goes back to the first bilderberg meeting they'll reference 1954 in here at least once i think and of course that was the first uh i don't know if you knew that chris
1: yeah i know that yeah the 1954 Bilderberg group uh, that did stand out to me yeah
0: so it, it opens up and it welcomes the reader, welcome aboard this publication marks the 25th anniversary of the Third World War, called the Quiet War, being conducted using subjective biological warfare fought with silent weapons. This book contains an introductory description on this war, its strategies, and its weaponry. May 1979. And again, we'll uh, we'll go over uh, not the entire. I can't read the entire chapter, but there's I took snippets out. And I wanted to uh, to talk to you, Chris, you know, just have a conversation. This is what truth is all about. Just a little bit of, uh, there's no time constraints. It's not live radio. And we can go over, uh, I don't know, whatever you're thinking, brother. Um, And by the way, welcome to the show. I, I brought you in, but I didn't welcome you. I'm, Thank I'm you. It's, you uh, it's an honor to be here with you, sir. Uh, great to have you, my friend. Uh, so you did some research. I saw the links that you sent and, you know, it's, uh, this chapter, you get from everything from the Wu Tang Clan. I mean, all sorts yeah. through hip hop. Of course, "Behold a Pale Horse" uh, was the m- most read uh, book in prison for many, many years. I don't know. I'm sure it's still one of the biggest ones. Um, it's huge, yeah. But yeah, there's so many. There's so many references to it. When you actually, when you sent me one of the links, just looking up "Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars," it brings you to a <laughs> Wikipedia page. Um, it's the debut album by American hip hop group Kill Army. It was released on August fifth, nineteen ninety seven, through we- Wu Tang Priority Records. Right? Yeah. So also, yeah, he
1: was uh, a <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Mister Cooper was a uh, a big hit with not only the uh, hip hop of the eighties and nineties, those groups, but also the punk rock <laughs> scene as well. And there were many songs that were uh, based on. Either Bill's work or Bill himself.
0: Yeah, I remember that from reading uh, Mark Jacobson's book, uh, *Pale Horse Rider*, and uh, yeah, just fascinating. Yeah. Just the the cross cultural um, influence that Bill Cooper had, and especially like the like you wouldn't think, but it's big big into hip hop and just creating that uh, that phrase, you know, "silent weapons, quiet wars." It really sticks out. It's, yeah. It makes you think about what is this? And then you go through this chapter and again, you know, there was uh, supposedly some uh, further uh, technical manuals that were found with it, like uh, mathematical references and things I, almost like electrical diagrams, because if you go through the chapter, it, it's weird, like it, it does read technically. And then it goes into explaining. Well, I'll go through in a second, but like it starts with the uh, concept of energy. I saw all those.
1: It It boggled my mind, too. It had something. one of the uh, Rothschilds actually uh, is in it, too. Um, And he has like a whole theory on, uh, you know, basically stealing um, the public's energy. And he goes, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like the diagrams. It's like a uh, you almost feel kind of like. Like evil, just like looking at it or reading, so right. I mean, it's basically putting the population in the United States, like into like a trance, or so, or like trying to um, emasculate, or I don't know what's the right word here, like just dehumanize, you know. And, and they, he ba- basically it goes down like all the different uh, types of energy that you can deplete from the people. Um, yeah it's interesting because the mathematics comes into it too and then that leads to you know like uh the thing with the currency you know mess with the economic uh situation of the the populace and you can control them better it goes into like even the draft is brought up too yes we'll go i want to read some of that too
0: because it's like a devastating psychological analysis of uh of peer pressure and social pressure for you to fight and for to send your young off to war. It's it's, it's brutal. I think one of the I, I forget which artist it was. Uh, it's from it's from the Wu Tang Clan because I remember this from Mark Jacobson's book uh, Pale Horse Rider, and he was saying that uh, maybe it was Kill a Priest or one of them. I I, I forget. Yeah. But he's saying that when he when he read Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, he felt like it was a it was a blueprint for genocide or something like that. Yes yeah and that's the way and look this is the so the opening you know obviously it welcome it welcomes the reader, So it's you're assuming that the person is a a Bilderberg attendee yeah and in then it's the like know security someone in the know <laughs> yeah security it is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of society ie the engineering of social automation systems silent weapons on a national or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social control and the destruction of human life, i.e. slavery and genocide. This manual is in itself an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny. (laughs) Otherwise, it it might be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. So they're saying, uh, this is uh, again, it's supposed to be hidden from public view. Furthermore, Whenever any person or group or of persons in a position of great power and without full knowledge and consent of the public uses such knowledge and methodology for economic conquest, it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between said person or group of persons and the public. (laughs) Yeah, so it's an opening declaration of war on society on, on mankind. I, it you sounds know, very and, and, healthy you know did you You're find awesome. anything out did you look when you were looking through your research chris did you did you see anything with the story the origin story of this document how it ended i mean i know a little bit about some of the like the hands that passed through um to get to bill but i'm more concerned i find the, the story fascinating of how it was found like that's that's true it's like that that port- portion of it whether or not "Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars" is a true technical manual, right. or maybe it was copied from something that's more along the lines of that manual, but it really was founded in <laughs> yeah, everything a I could find It was found in a copier machine. Yeah, and nowhere near the date of like it's May first, nineteen seventy-nine, and it just happened to be found in a copier in nineteen eighty-six.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, whether it's a, uh, a hoax or not, uh, it kind of a uh, it's kind of spot on with uh, where society has gone since you know <laughs> since 1954
0: um no, that's, yeah. a, that's a good observation yeah i mean so we haven't are we more free or less free are we more secure or less secure uh, you know do we have more opportunity or less opportunity are we are we dumbed down or are we enlightened i mean you think about our ancestors going back two or three generations yeah um I mean, could we could we solve the same problems that they solved? I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. Everyone thinks like, oh, we're so advanced now, but you take away all the fancy gadgets and the technology and everything that we have now. Do people really know how to do basic, you know, simple things, you know, like the tools or, and whatnot? I mean. Without being like, oh, I got to look at YouTube video to tell me how to, uh, you know, change a tire, you know, <laughs> especially the generation now. You know, I I think they'd just be uh, people would be lost. I mean, without the cell phone, especially, you know, or the Internet.
0: Yeah, we we're supposed to have flying cars and. Have space travel, and instead we have uh, monitoring apps that take pictures of your food. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's I, yeah, the food. <laughs> I can yeah. Take pictures of my food. I can <laughs> I can tag myself here. Yeah, you uh, have
1: candy, video games on your phone. I mean, yeah, real beneficial stuff. You know, yeah, I, just, I think I that really heard. does play into the dumbing down of the people. Actually, you know, yeah, the, and this
0: this kind of goes back to what I discuss a lot. You know, like I tell people all the time, like it, everything that you're watching. Like if you're looking at your current reality, everything that we're seeing roll out, the two words that always stick out to me are on purpose. Like this yep. is, this is not a, history is not an accident. Reality is not an accident. You know there is a plan uh, behind things and um, social, you know, engineering, social engineering. Yeah, social engineering. If you apply silent weapons for quiet wars, you it makes a lot of sense. Uh, a historical introduction. This is the next one of the next uh, paragraphs. Silent weapon technology has evolved from operations research, OR, a strategic and tactical methodology developed under the military management. And it's talking about Eisenhower during World War II. The original purpose of operations research was to study the strategic and tactical problems of air and land defense with the objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies, i.e. logistics. It was soon recognized that those in positions of power, the council on foreign relations, that the same methods might be useful for total, totally controlling a society, but better tools were necessary. Social engineering, the analysis and automation of society requires the correlation of great amounts of constantly changing economic information, data. So a high-speed computerized data processing system was necessary, which could race ahead of society and predict when society would arrive for capitulation. Yeah you know, what's interesting about this too, like it's, it's written in this language that is devoid of prose or emotion. It really, yeah. if you've ever read technical manuals in the military, like I have, it has this same kind of cadence. So somebody, whoever was wrote this or again, and if, if it's a it or not, yeah, that yeah, it, 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 it has some validity with it being a, a manual they did their homework. If it was a hoax, you know, they got everything down like you were saying. It is absolutely but, yeah. b- bizarre. And I'm, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're here. This is one of those, this is what I wanted to do with parent was just uh take time and go through documents like this and yeah. And talk to researchers like yourself just to bounce things off of, because this is what I do with my, with my yeah. spare time. Mostly is I'll just uh, read stuff like this or go over stuff like this and wonder like this is, this is truly bizarre <laughs> yeah. and hey, i'm surprised it doesn't get more play yeah like like people don't i know that it's um they've taken because no one owns silent weapons for quiet wars so it, it gets bounced around i mean they put it out on um a different yeah, formats it's like probably it's
1: like public domain you know
0: yeah it's public domain let's see um Political introduction in 1954, it was well recognized by those in positions of authority that it was only a matter of time, only a few decades before the general public would be able to grasp and upset the cradle of power for the very elements of the new silent weapon technology were as accessible for a public utopia as they were for providing a private utopia. Oh, that's interesting. The (laughs) issue of primary concern that of dominance revolved around the subject of the energy sciences. And this is where you get into. uh, And they they're talking about energy way beyond like electricity, or they're, you know, petroleum, uh, coal, that's not really what they're talking about.
1: No, not at all.
0: (laughs) It, It, it really I mean, it ties directly into currency. And they're thinking in meta, almost metaphysical uh, wavelengths. I think.
1: Yeah, and then it goes into how you can control even more, like with the um, the economic, you know, tools. Like the, uh, they basically it says paper. You know, they don't even say you know money or dollars or whatever. You know.
0: In order to implement this objective, it was necessary to create, secure, and apply new weapons, which is, as it turned out, were a class of weapons, subtle and sophisticated in their principle and operation and public appearance as to earn for themselves the name silent weapons. In conclusion, the objective of economic research as conducted by the the magnates of capital and banking and the industries of commodities, goods, and services, it is established uh, of the economy, which is totally predictable and manipulatable in order to achieve a totally predictable economy the low class elements of society must be brought under total control i.e must be housebroken <laughs> so we're all uh,
1: we're all dogs you know
0: <laughs> yeah and it's, this is how it started like keeping so in order to control through um this silent weapon you have to dumb down and it's like the quality of education given to the lower class must be of the poorest sort so that the moat of ignorance isolating the inferior class from the superior class is and remains incomprehensible to the inferior class with such an initial handicap even bright lower class individuals have little if any hope of extricating themselves from their assigned lot in life this form of slavery is essential to maintaining some measure of social order peace and tranquility for the ruling upper class
1: <laughs> if this, this is kind of, legitimate yeah, it's
0: probably a chapter of energy by the way
1: oh yeah yeah i know <laughs> yeah and if this is legitimate and they're they're using the term slavery i mean you know that's exactly what they're you know we've been the lower the middle class and the lower class exact that's exactly how we've been treated for decades now, you know. And uh it just reminds me a lot of like Henry Kissinger Kissinger type, you know, mentality, you know. Right. Like uh like with that draft chapter or uh, the reference to the draft, just how uh I think Henry Kissinger referred to the troops as uh didn't he refer the, to the troops as like dogs or like just pawns and, and things like
0: yeah, and he also called like people in the third world useless eaters.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of songs, <laughs> punk songs that were called that too, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, he uh a real
0: humanitarian. Uh yeah, he, real uh real charmer. Yeah, he's the he's the only person that I know of off the top of my head who wrote a book while he was a professor um advocating the practical use of tactical nuclear weapons in real life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like in just wow. using them in regular warfare yeah. by the way you can look that up he wrote that before he became national security advisor for richard nixon <laughs> yeah. uh, when a silent weapon is applied gradually the public adjust adapts to its presence and learns to tolerate its encroachment on their lives until the pressure psychological via economic becomes too great and they crack up. Therefore, the silent weapon is a type of biological warfare. It attacks the vitality, options, and mobility of the individuals of of a society by knowing, understanding, manipulating, and attacking their sources of natural and social energy and their physical and emotional strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, That's what they're talking about in... um, in terms of energy and then you then you right off the page you get this quote from Mayor Amshell Rothschild. Yep. Give me control over the nation's currency and I care not who makes this laws. You know how it's funny, you get what, uh six paragraphs into this thing and you already got a quote from well, the Rothschild. Rothschild.
1: Yeah, that's just stuck out too. I'm like, great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, today's silent weapon technology is an outgrowth of a simple idea discovered, succinctly expressed, and effectively ap- applied by the quoted Mr. Mayor Amschel Rothschild. Mr. Rothschild discovered the missing passive component of economic theory known as economic inductance. <laughs> yeah. He, of course, did not think of this discovery in the these 20th century terms. And to be sure, mathematical analysis had to wait for the second industrial revolution. This is interesting. It mentions the second industrial revolution, right? Yeah. What are are we talking about now in terms of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum? It's the fourth, right? He's talking about, uh, (laughs) it's the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Creepy stuff, you know. (laughs) Really weird. Yeah. So, yeah, right off the bat. And then translating into using this component of energy yeah uh, they go
1: into that they go into conductors and time flow relationships and self-destructive oscillations and (laughs) it it really i mean like again if it's not a hoax it is quite the blueprint you know and actually it plays into what what bill was talking about bill was basically you know with the prediction thing he basically predicted that the school shooter phenomenon uh would become a phenomenon about 10 years before it really started to catch on you know kind of replaced the uh serial killer phenomenon uh from like the 60s and 70s if you really think about it because uh now we don't really have you know like the you know the ted bundy's you know we don't have like the superstar uh serial killers you know now it's these random spree
0: shooters and that's it i have not thought of that you know where are the the domers and the bundy's and that's yeah i mean not that's, that i welcome not that i welcome yeah. they change like you know i was yeah. talking yesterday and i don't really think this is a deviation because you talk about things that bill cooper predicted and in the realm of silent weapons and and dumbing things down and controlling, you know, using biological, psychological warfare. Do you realize, I mean, if you're trained in the military, like I've been, and you, I've been with some stellar combat veterans, like people that are way above my level. And you talk, I talked yesterday, I'm hosting David Knight's show about how I, I know a recon Marine that um, was in a, I mean, elite unit. And then later in life, like his, they made a video game over about his unit and like his son plays like his character not that it's his name but like where he would be in the relative to this this squad right of these people right and he told his son he's like that's not accurate because if you're if you're going to be in that situation your sights are going to be shaking because you're going to be shaking because you're going to be scared you mean out of your mind and even though i don't care how hard you train you're scared you're you're terrified and you're just hoping you can get through this a lot. even with all that training all that background and everything and then somehow these kids or this and they all have a type are able to have massive body counts. now i know they hit soft targets but just to kill in general is uh i don't think is a natural human act like it's something you have to you have to harden yourself to you have to develop that i mean you go back to the history of our military Uh, in the U.S. I mean, they, we used to use like the round targets and and just like normal targets for shooting. And then they'd send the people off to World War I, the soldiers, the doughboys, and there wasn't an effective kill ratio. So they changed the targets in World War II. And then by the time I was in the military, they had, they called them Ivans, and they were, you know, in the the shape of a human and they would pop up, right. right? And And they weren't stationary. They would pop up and move. And then you'd have like electronic simulation. So they tried to Anesthetize, desensitize the mind to killing. But these, what's so weird about these times? And you're so right. That's a, that's a brilliant uh, insight, Chris. Because I'm like that. Uh, there is no. I have to give, have to
1: give the credit to uh, another. Besides Mr. Cooper, my other, uh, the other top out of the top two, I'd say Donald Jeffries as, uh, as my third. But the second one was a guy named Dave McGowan, and he wrote a whole book about that. What I just said called Program to Kill, and he actually was, he had the belief that um, the serial killer phenomenon was um, was basically uh, engineered, just like, uh, and he also had another theory, uh, he wrote another book uh, that basically went into the idea that, you know, the whole hippie uh, movement was created, engineered as well by elements of the military to destroy the anti-war movement. in in the end and with charles manson was kind of like the dark side of the hippie movement and then you had uh the the opposite side would be you know like the abby hoffman's and things like that um but yeah it wasn't my theory believe me when i thought about it though and then when you pair it with mr cooper predicting the school shooter thing I think Dave McGowan actually did mention that once too. He, go, he goes, isn't it weird how we don't have serial killers anymore. Like these superstars, they kind of just went away. And now you got these random spree shooters that just pop up everywhere. And it was like one replaced the other, yeah. but they both were used for trauma-based mind control, basically. And that's kind of what this document is going into, you know, breaking down society, keeping everyone scared of each other. And, you know, just going to work just being blinded by you know reality television things like you know all these distractions
0: that's a great insight yeah uh just talking about that thinking about this document in 1979 yeah. something else happened today um that we didn't mention which is somebody bombed the georgia guidestones which were that's right. I wanted to do a show with you. We'll do that hopefully soon on the year 1979 because I wanted to like take years in history and then reverse engineer the conspiracy from them. Because oh, I was wow. talking to the author James Perloff who wrote "Truth Is a Lonely Warrior" and this was about like last year, and he and I he just happened to bring up 1979 and he's like very important year. I said like, I think the same thing because there was so much stuff that came out of that and you know whether you're talking about terrorism or the beginning of uh, Al Qaeda and, and uh, Tim Osman which is Osama bin Laden, but see the, uh, georgia, the georgia guidance saddam right exactly yep. right the georgia guidestones come out in 1979 and That's uh, right. i can't confirm this it looks like i mean they may be demolishing the rest of them I, I don't know i have to confirm that but i i saw that on a twitter thread and again you, you never know how reliable that is but um i mean somebody somebody blew it up i mean somebody literally blew it up so and right. I, I tweeted out i was like uh you know and, and again this is just a question uh, but i said this uh is Ted Turner going to be able to uh to, to channel the ghost of RC Christian to, to see if there's a, a a continuable warranty on this thing? Yeah. It's funny, it's like the whole deal about the the guidestones is they repeat the phrase make room for leave room for nature, right? right. And I'm like, well, now we leave room for more nature because you park those stupid <laughs> guidestones, you know, telling <laughs> that we should get rid of 95% of the humanity. You know, you think about uh Ted Turner is always talking about reducing the population i don't know what it is about people when they get a certain amount of income they i don't know if you get a card in the mail you become a member of the population <laughs> club or
1: yeah you um, would think that they w- would want as many you know uh slaves or you know peasants as possible because uh you know if you got all the money but you only got like 100 people still alive what does it matter? All, your money's not really going to matter that much <laughs> if you don't have anybody to like serve you you know
0: yeah, they don't think of people as a resource. Um, let's see, all all of mathematical theory developed in the study of one energy system, e.g., uh, mechanics, electronics, etc., can be immediately applied applied to the study of another energy system, economics. So they list this again. This is. Um, there's i mean this is really apt too because everything flows through our system of fiat currency the fake money the i mean monopoly money controlled by monopolists in real time being able to create some, this is a our federal reserve is like you know there's many people that link uh, the babylonian money magic i mean like going back to ancient times you know to the tower of babel and nimrod and the rothschilds actually um i don't know if they say this publicly but they see themselves as descendants of nimrod which is you know the tower of babel and uh um, and i as a soldier in northern iraq i supposedly went to nimrod's palace in right. some of the ancient ruins uh, but yeah they think that they harken back to that and uh, they probably do because this is like the the achievement of creating this economic alchemy like that's what they were looking for although you know the philosopher's stone and Even people like Isaac Newton were looking for like formulas to create, you know, uh, that's what, you know, alchemy is the the, uh, getting gold from base metals, you know. Right. right. In this this chapter is Mr. Rothschild's energy discovery. What Mr. Rothschild had discovered was the basic principle of power, influence and control over people as applied to economics. That principle is when you assume the appearance of power, people soon give it to you. Mr. Rothschild had discovered that currency or deposit loan amounts had the required appearance of power that could be used to induce people uh, into surrendering their real wealth in exchange for the promise of greater wealth. They would put up real collateral in exchange for a loan of promissory notes. Mr. Rothschild found that he could issue more notes than he had backing for so long as he had someone's stock of gold as a persuader to show for his credentials or to his customers. Yeah. Again, just starting out with the economic part of it. And then as we've seen, like this is uh, released in supposedly 79 and the year I was born. And then, you know, all these years later, 42 years later, we're talking about the massive uh, money supply that's been created by the federal reserve. I mean, Chris, I mean, it's, it, it boggles the mind. I mean, you you always would hear like, well, since the federal reserve was enacted in 1913, our currency has been devalued by 98%. Yes, that's true. But then you look at the accelerating rate of that devaluation. And I mean, you can just look at the year 2000, the total debt of the U S was 5 trillion. So like the founding of the country, until the year 2005 trillion that's how long it took to get to that number now we're at 30 trillion yeah
1: (laughs) there's not really a balance there i'm not (laughs) saying
0: so think about think about that accelerate because like once you get to this point it becomes i mean the numbers are just um again staggering
1: i think uh, i you know i can't i can't really back this up but i have a sneaking suspicion that september eleventh, two 2001 had something to do with that that bump up to uh 30 trillion that we're facing now just because oh, it was like they just could just print the money like, you know, with, um, with W, you know, just uh, unlimited war budget, you know, I think that plays into it. And then you got like, um, you said, what well, it was, uh, five, five trillion by 2000 and yet the Pentagon loses 2.3 trillion.
0: But then
1: and we don't hear anything else about it. You know,
0: because the day before 9-11, I, I bring that up all the time because yep. I think it's one of those watershed moments in history where Donald Rumsfeld the day before 9-11 is getting up before the press corps and said, we can't track $2.3 trillion. Yeah. And you know, and like then, people don't guess understand what, part what of the trillion is
1: either. Oh, yeah, I know. And guess what part of the, uh, the Pentagon got hit? The accounting office. Where they were auditing right. that. Yep, that's right. But none of that's you know, nothing to see here, folks, you
0: know, and this is where you get to that uh, portion where you, you mentioned the paper inductor. Yeah. Uh, In this structure, credit presented as a pure element called currency in quotations has the appearance of capital, but it is in fact negative capital. Hence it has the appearance of service, but it is in fact, indebtedness or debt. It is therefore an economic inductance instead of an economic capacitance. And if balanced in no other way, will be balanced by the negation of population, war, and genocide. The total goods and services represent real capital called the gross national product, and currency may be printed up to this level and still represent economic capacitance. But currency printed beyond this level is subtractive represents the introduction of economic inductance and constitutes notes of indebtedness. And this is funny because before I ever read this, yeah, there's an old saying by JP Morgan, one of the original banksters. Uh, He said, uh, gold is money. Everything else is credit. And I updated that, uh, gold and silver are money everything else is debt because there is no credit when you create currency out of thin air credit is based off of an asset it's based off of collateral yeah you can't really have credit if there's nothing to back it with so the yes. new and this is interesting it's all a series of because you know that the mere existence of the federal reserve means that we can never pay off the debt chris right because in order to pay off the debt what will we have to do we'd have to borrow more yeah so it's a it's a snake interest rates they always they always dictate that it's the creation of it's it's true evil genius
1: it's to keep the future generations in debt you know and in
0: you know slavery basically (laughs) yeah i was going through and i'm going to skip ahead a little bit i highly recommend i mean the audience you know you need to go get yourself a you can find it even on kindle if you just want to you know get the cheaper version but and get yourself a copy of behold a pale horse because it's a, and i don't know about you chris but i was thinking you and i would just go through some of these chapters and behold a pale horse just having these I conversations love it. uh yeah I love we got like report from iron mountain and a bunch of documents that uh <laughs> yeah yeah, I that too.
1: yeah bill uh mr cooper was all about the uh the iron mountain report too
0: yeah there's a it's a treasure trove and it's an interesting book you know it's um i think barnes Noble. They call it bath, and they keep it behind the counter. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most stolen book. I've it was, yeah,
1: that, it had that distinction for a little while too. Besides the prison thing,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It has a, it has a lot of reputations. Um,
1: but you know what? It was the weirdest thing is that with all of that um, theft of the book, it was a huge like it was a bestseller. It was a huge seller, and yet. Bill had uh, a real hard time staying afloat, you know, even with his newspaper that he had um, for a while that he was paying to keep, uh, you know, printed and everything. It's just uh, it just goes to show you, you know, he, you know, he was a man of integrity and uh, he didn't get rich off the book, you know.
0: No, he never did.
1: This um, is a um, lot to me, you know, then the fact that he's no longer alive either. I mean, yeah, adds a lot of credibility, too. You know? Yeah. And
0: in, in future podcasts, too, I want to talk. I know you've studied um, Bill Cooper's life. And, uh, you know, I even went out last year to his home uh, in Eager, Arizona and did a broadcast from uh, his uh, driveway. I went. Talk, tried to, to. I, Jeffrey, I tried but. to
1: at nighttime, and then I was. I realized that uh, I'll probably get shot. So I, I, I
0: understand. Like- <laughs> I was going to do mine at night too, until I drove up there and thought, you know, um, history could repeat itself here on November fifth. <laughs> right. So I decided to uh, to to do a, a short broadcast, and I was on Don Show, Don Jeffrey Show, and uh, right. and then um, went to the hotel, which was in viewing distance, like you could still see it. And we did another show there, and uh, yeah, I just learned a lot visiting. And uh, uh, there's a I treasure
1: trove things. i would never known anyone else that actually went and paid their respects to uh, you know his gravesite either.
0: Well, you're the only one I know. Hey <laughs> there you go, <know>, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, is perfect. <laughs> this is great, and this is what I this is what I built the the Paratruther Podcast for. By the way, just I love live radio. There's nothing like it. There's yeah. nothing like it, but podcasts are supposed to be like this where you're just having a great conversation and there's i'm not even looking at the clock um awesome if it's if it's short it's short if it's long it's long it doesn't really matter (laughs) what matters is the content uh diversion the primary strategy experience has proven that the simplest method of securing a silent weapon and gaining control of the public is to keep the public undisciplined and ignorant of basic systems principles and uh while one hand keeping them confused, disorganized, and distracted with matters of no real importance, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, does that sound familiar? Yeah, I mean we are inundated with, I yeah. mean, and you think of it, it's like we make fun of the there's a certain demographic that the mainstream media is able to capture, and we yeah. call those people NPCs, non-player characters. <laughs> but then you get, you know, you literally see like the memes of of the chip being removed from the back of their head like, you know, stay home stay safe and then they plug in the vaccine deal, you know, yeah. you got to get the vax. And then they take out that chip for what? Ukraine. It's right. It <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. It's like what but the what? current thing. It's like and they have a whole list, thing. you know, kind of like in here. You know, like when one thing is starting to kind of not work so much. All right, we got uh another shooting or well, there's another variant, or there's Godzilla now, or there's U- E.T.'s coming <laughs> down. Godzilla, yeah. you know what I mean, like, what
0: next? This wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even there, they, I, I don't really know what to think of it, but there's even the theory, you know, for years and decades where they thought that NASA was going to fake uh, an alien invasion. Uh, I think they called it Blue Beam. Right. So you never know. <laughs>
0: I mean, they're well. Oh, that's a, me, me and you should do more on that too, because uh, they got the like the Tic Tac video and all these things that when it yeah. hits Fox News, Fox News and, and Tucker Carlson and and then I'm thinking um, those don't look like alien aircraft. Those look like something advanced that we're doing. You know, those yeah. look like those look like our advanced research projects. Things that you hear about when you're a kid. Yeah. You know, it was like when I was a kid, they first released like the pictures of the SR seventy one Blackbird. That's and right. i remember talking to my grandfather uh nick davis he was vice president of, of texas instruments weapons division and he would tell me about you know the some of the advanced as a nine-year-old i was you know talking oh, to yeah. him about the height of the cold war and uh it was uh we'll have to talk about that he was part of the hydrogen bomb experience experiments when he was a that, young man well, in the marine corps
1: that actually ties in with bill too bill actually um at first because he he get unfortunately just like with the driver killed Kennedy thing, like bill kind of, he was able to change his mind when he, he learned things later on in his life, but you, de- you never really get to hear that side of it. Cause people still cite uh, bill for being, you know, pushing the alien thing, you know, just like with the driver killed Kennedy thing that and on both accounts, he actually did, you know, learn from that and changed his mind. He, by the end of his life, he wasn't thinking that all these ufos and everything were extraterrestrial he was thinking they were very much man-made and they were being used for you know you know spying on the public or creating uh you know paranoia and things like that so that very much did tie into the thing too and i think about it because uh he didn't say that it wasn't possible that there were extraterrestrials but he I kind of like based my own thing on that, too, because I ended up seeing like one of these weird crafts like the triangle, black triangle type thing. I saw the, that craft in 1998, didn't make any noise, made weird maneuvers that no, you know, no known human vehicle could do, you know, real silent, just. But anyway, yeah, no, he actually thought it was very much man-made and that uh, there was an agenda with that, too, Um kind of trick the population so
0: well i mean again we can talk about that too on another show but that von braun von braun uh, talked, yeah supposedly on his deathbed talked about like the the different uh levels of deception and one of them being terrorism and then, then like that's right culmin, right culminating in the uh the fake alien invasion the threat from space
1: yeah he said the communism and then he said terrorism and then i think he, i'm not sure but i think he even mentioned something like the viruses and that like uh you yeah. know Things like that as well.
0: Yeah, we we'll have to dig into that too. That's some that's some fascinating. Yeah, that's all part of Operation Paperclip too. Um, oh yeah, which is a, a big part of our reality. Um, uh, this is achieved again. This is the uh, diversion, the primary strategy. This is achieved by disengaging their minds, sabotaging their mental activities, providing a low quality program of public education in mathematics, logic, systems, and design and economics and discouraging technical creativity. Number two, engaging their emotions, increasing their self-indulgence and their indulgence in emotional and physical activities by, A, an unrelenting emotional affrontations and attacks, mental and emotional rape by way of constant barrage of sex, violence, and wars in the media, especially the TV and the newspapers. B, giving them what they desire in excess, junk food for thought, and depriving them of what they really need. Number three, rewriting history and law and subjecting the public to the deviant creation, thus being able to shift their thinking from personal needs to highly fabricated outside priorities. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. Being able to shrink their thinking from personal needs to highly fabricated outside priorities. That sounds like everything in yeah. our society it's the current thing i'm for the current thing yeah you know screaming have you seen some of the videos of the the, the le- like the libs of tiktok and people losing their minds after the supreme court said well you know we'll leave it to the states we were i guess that's our our bad you know sorry about the 60 million aboard we're gonna overturn roe i guess yeah. you know you guys handle it and then nothing really changed immediately yeah, and nothing, some some stuff will change somewhat in some of the more conservative states. But these, uh, the people on TikTok and Lives are, I mean, just, I have one, one video of just some <laughs> lady screaming. And I'm thinking. Yeah, For my own yeah.
1: peace of mind, my own mental stability, when TikTok became a thing, I swore I would never look into what whatever yeah because i just don't care anymore like when it comes to these trends and everything because like we were talking about like it's just distractions and it doesn't mean anything and people are doing really horrible horrible stuff on these uh social media platforms to get you know the attention and all that and it, it's the biggest distraction so you know the powers that be if that was a part of their plan then bravo <laughs>
0: Well, it's all part of division. We're all supposed to be at each other's throats divide and conquer 100%. That's what this is. I mean, uh, I don't believe that history is a series of accidents. I don't think we're all just bumping into each other. And I mean, that's what that's what court historians think. I think that that history they give it, you know, even Nixon talked about that. Give history a nudge. You know, he talked about opening China and I really think that's what we are witnessing. Like there's, DV like there are certain parts of history that are natural. I think that history has cycles. Like we talk about a fourth turning, and about every eighty years there's a big upheaval in society because you can take it and go eighty years back, and it's World War Two. Eighty years from that is the Civil War. Eighty years from that is the American Revolution. It's about eighty to a hundred years of the life of a person, and society changes dramatically. Yeah. But I think they know that, and I think that they have think tanks doing scenarios, and probably, you know, they're they're doing they're war gaming out cause and effect. So a lot of these conspiracies or whatever you want to call them, false flags or manufactured events might be to deviate the stream of history itself like you would dam a river. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And people like Mr. Cooper would study these, these things that you just mentioned. And that's how, you know, he even said, I didn't have a crystal ball, folks. I'm just studying like the patterns, you know, of, of history of you know, when, whenever he would be right about something, he'd be like, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm just, I'm going by the patterns here. And yeah, you're right. I mean, if you even think about just the regular wars in general, like the, besides the 80 year th- gap, if you think about it, we average uh, a major war uh, every 20 years. And I'm pretty sure that was uh, Fletcher Proudy of all people. I think he, and now correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, you you would probably know this. Have you ever heard the thing where Fletcher Prouty's talking about how he was providing security in, like, right after World War II? And it was, like, Shanghai Czech, and it was Roosevelt, Churchill, and they were all having... All these world leaders were having this one, like, kind of secretive but not really kind of meeting, and he was uh, one of the security uh, in charge of that, and he overheard that all these... um From here on in, because of the nuclear situation and apparently all, you know, the real powers that be there, even behind, you know, Churchill and, you know, Stalin and all them, the real powers that be got nervous when the nuclear thing came up and they, it was decided that any, that any war from here on in would only be fought in third world countries every 20 years and there'd be no clear victor. Have, Have you come across that? I've heard that before. Okay. And I think it was Fletcher Prouty that had said that
0: let's, yeah, that's You need to write that down. We'll, uh, we'll pull that up into one of the future podcasts because I've heard that before. And I need to expound on that because the, the bomb became stasis. Like that's why we haven't had world war three in the terms of way we think of war, like, you know, world war one and two, right. That's because, you know, you go back, somebody like Einstein, they asked him, um, yeah 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 what <laughs> kind of weapons will be used for world war threes like, i don't know but world war four will be fought Dix with sticks and stones, and, stones. Yep. and so i mean this is how again there's like pressure valves that are released through these proxy wars and that's what's yeah. so concerning about now like people and leaders have become so corrupt and so dumbed down and you wonder like where does the control end and the politician begin like where are the controllers how how far removed i mean is there any degree of separation from the planners and i don't know it seems to me like there's a level of entropy from our ruling elite like i'm talking about the people you don't see because you're talking about long-term plans for world domination these are like generations in the making and it's just like any other thing like you see a family business and like two or three generate or even two generations and it'll be you know, failing. And I don't know if they know what they're doing. Like we look at what's happening with NATO and Russia. And I mean, they think they might just get a proxy war or or a cold war. What they might get is a nuclear holocaust. And that's what worries me. Because I I don't think that I don't have such respect for our ruling elite that I think that they're like uh, super villains or I I think that they're more like um, just degenerates with a lot of money. I mean, sociopaths. yeah, associate exactly. sociopaths. like they're they're not special and they're not God Almighty and they make this they're just fallible I mean they're you take them out of their, you remove them from their power structure and they're pathetic I mean they're pathetic with it but right. it, but uh you see what I'm getting at too is it's like, oh yeah um and then you read stuff like this and you realize they have to keep us stupid they have to keep us at each other's throats like they have to keep us distracted with things that don't matter like yeah. most of the stuff that you're programmed to think about when you're a young man, it, it, when you get to be an adult, you go, wait a minute. Why did I care about that when I was a teenager or in my 20s? I wasted all those years, you know, and yeah. no one's really counseling on you, you on that. Right. You're like, you're on this prescribed path to be like uh, something Mike Tyson said once. It's like old oh, too soon, smart too late.
1: Well, that's the same way. Well, they don't teach, uh, you know, teenagers about, you know, they just they'll just send them a, a credit card on their 18th birthday without telling them the dangers of it. You know, and then usually a young kids going to be like, "Ooh, I can buy anything I want." Then they're in debt for a few years and they're trying to climb their way out and everything. You know, it's all
0: it's all engineered. <laughs> L- listen, listen to this, and this has to do with uh, the condition that that the elite, that the people that put together silent weapons for quiet wars, it's called the artificial wound. Mm. from the time a person leaves its mother's womb its every effort is directed toward building maintaining and withdrawing into artificial wombs various sorts of substitute substitute protective devices or shells the objective of these artificial wombs is to provide a stable environment for both stable and unstable activity to provide a shelter for the evolutionary process of growth and maturity i.e. survival to provide security from freedom and to provide defense protect defensive protection for offensive activity this is equally true of both the general public and the elite however there is a definite difference in the way each of these classes go about the solution of problems and this is again that's a reference to um the elite wants you in that artificial womb like the artificial they want you uh, bogged down in the unreal, right? The things that don't matter, like or engaged in things that don't matter, like if you think you're in a struggle, it's like, what did Hillary Clinton call it? It's like the, the politics of meanings. People need meaning, like, yeah. You know, the even they go back to the to Homer, who you know the author of the Iliad, and uh, is, all men need the gods. Like everybody, if people need a cause. They need something outside of themselves, and um, they force you into either. You know these enclaves of artificial womb, or they force you into uh, causes that aren't real, like the politics of <laughs> the, the, the politics of uh, or, or whatever. What did she call it? The uh, the politics of meaning. Yeah. Uh, Summary. know they, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the people hire the politicians so that they can. One, obtain security without managing it. Two, obtain action without thinking about it. Three, inflict theft, injury, and death upon others without having to contemplate either life or death. Four, avoid responsibility for their own intentions. Five, obtain the benefits of reality and science without exerting themselves in the discipline or facing or learning either of these things. To give the politicians the power to create and manage a war machine. too. and then again, talks about all the things that they give um, the politicians, the power to do provide the survival of the, na- the nation, i.e. womb, prevent encroachment of anything upon the nation or womb, destroy the enemy who threatens the nation, womb, destroy those citizens of their own country who do not conform for the sake of stability of the nation, womb. Let's read this again. Number four, destroy those citizens of their own country who do not conform for the sake of the stability of the nation or wound. Does that remind you this last year, last 18 months that you got, I mean, we're all in this together. Why are you being so selfish? Joe right. Biden said, um, get the bags. get the back. I'm sick and tired of y'all sick and tired. And y'all I'm sick and tired
1: of people like him. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could think of when he, you know, when he was coming out and saying you
0: no, know, those things. We're getting towards the end of uh, getting towards the end of this uh, this little chapter, and then I want to fast forward to uh, to talk a little bit about what they what they mentioned of the draft. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bill Cooper reads this in the in the audio version of Behold a Pale Horse. He doesn't do like I. He doesn't read the whole thing. Right. He takes excerpts. Uh, but I wanted to read a little bit about this, uh, this concept of, of the draft as military service. This is even listed in silent weapons for quiet wars, which is interesting because, you know, even Bill Cooper talked about this, but you know, in in his time, you're looking at the desert storm and he was like, you're willing to go send your sons off thousands of miles over into the desert to die, but not to protect Liberty at home. Like that's frowned upon. Like you of as you're thought of as a kook or you're not patriotic i mean uh it is uh it is interesting like the the dichotomy there uh, few efforts of human behavior modification are more remar- remarkable or more effective than that of the socio-military institution known as the draft a primary pur- purpose of the draft or other institutions is to instill by intimidation in the young males of a society the uncritical conviction that the government is omnipotent. Uh, He is soon taught that a prayer is slow to reverse what a bullet can do in an instant. Thus, a man trained in a religious environment for 18 years of his life can, by this instrument of government, be broken down, be purged of his fantasies and delusions in a matter of mere months. Once that conviction is instilled, all else becomes easy to instill replacing God with the state. Yep. Even more interesting is the process by which a young man's parents who purportedly love him can be induced to send him off to his death. Although the scope of this work will not allow the matter to be expanded in full detail, <laughs> that's interesting. Nevertheless, a course overview will be possible and can serve to reveal those factors which must be included in some numerical form in a computer analysis of social and war systems. And this is how this thing reads it's like you said it's like a it's like a blueprint for death yeah sick (laughs) and then it breaks down so the last the last few pages of silent weapons folks uh, it breaks down the place of who enforces their um who enforces this system? Who enforces the silent weapons? And it comes down to to us. We enforce it. Yeah. Uh, and then it comes down to that last. The last little paragraph is uh, is enforcement factor one. As in every social system approach, stability is achieved only by understanding and accounting for human nature, action reaction patterns. A failure to do so can be and usually is disastrous. As in other human social schemes, one form or another of intimidation or incentive is is essential to the success of the draft. Physical principles of action and reaction must be applied to both internal and external subsystems. To secure the draft, individual brainwashing programming and both to the family unit and peer group must be engaged and brought under control. And it starts with, guess what? The father. The father, the, father the father figure factor two father the man of the household must be housebroken to ensure that junior will grow up with the right social training and attitudes the advertising media etc uh, are engaged to see that to it that father be uh, whipped uh, you can fill in the blank before or by the time he is married He is taught that he either conforms to the social notch cut out for him or his sex life will be hobbled and his tender companionship will be zero. He is made to see that women demand security more than logical principle and honorable behavior. By the time his son must go to war, father with jelly for a backbone will slam a gun into junior's hands before father will risk the censure of his peers or make a hypocrite of himself by crossing the investment he has in his own personal opinion or self-esteem junior will go to war or father will be embarrassed so junior will go to war the true purpose is notwithstanding factor three the mother the female element of human society is ruled by emotion first and logic second in the battle between logic and imagination imagination always wins fantasy prevails Material instinct dominates so that the child comes first and the future comes second. A woman with a newborn baby is too starry-eyed to see a wealthy man's cannon fodder for a cheap source of slave labor. A woman must, however, be conditioned to accept the transition to reality when it comes. (laughs) And again, it even lists... um, um, again, you go out. This is you got to read this last chapter, folks. It even mentions riddling. <laughs> yep. Yeah, riddling can speed the transition for the child. Uh, factor four, junior, the emotional pressure for sus for self-preservation during the time of war and self-serving attitude of the common herd that have an uh, option to avoid the battlefield. If junior can be persuaded to go, all of the pressure finally necessary to propel Johnny off to war. The quiet blackmailings of him are the threats of no sacrifice, no friends, no glory, no girlfriends. And then I'll, I'll skip over. uh, I'll skip over sister. but We'll talk about the last little bit is cattle factor six. Those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains. And so this mindless school of jellyfish, father, mother, son, and daughter become useless beasts of burden or trainers of the same.
1: Have you seen um, the table of strategies at, Like towards the end there? Yes. Back. you want to read
0: some?
1: Yeah, if you don't mind. No, um, go right ahead. Okay. Um, the table of strategies. It says, do this. Uh, to get this, it's like two categories. It's like, do this and then to get this. It says, keep the public ignorant, which means less public organization. Maintain access to control points for feedback, required reaction to outputs, i.e. prices, sales, create preoccupation, lower defenses, attack the family unit, control of the education of the young, uh, give less cash and more credit and doles, which basically is more self-indulgence and more data. And it says attack the privacy of the church. And that says, destroy faith in this sort of government, social conformity, computer programming, simplicity, minimize the tax protest, maximize uh, maximum economic data, minimum enforcement problems, stabilize the consent, simplicity, coefficients, tighten control of variables, simple computer input data, greater predictability, establish boundary conditions, Problem, simplicity, solutions of differential and difference a difference equations, proper timing, less data shift and blurring, maximize control, minimum resistance to control. And finally, collapse of currency, which destroy the faith of the American people in each other. Evil creepy stuff.
0: <laughs> it, it really is fascinating. and. Uh... I've been wanting to to just do a a show on it for a while. I was thinking that that deserves not just a reading, but like an overview, like going over this and really digging into, uh, uh, you know, the mechanics of this thing. Yeah, it's it's really, it's really fascinating. Because hoax hoax or not,
1: I mean, it kind of, you know, it's a really good hoax because it it kind of has Human beings have pretty much followed it, <laughs> what it says, you know, since 1979, or even going back 1954, or whatever, before that, even, you know. And uh, I think, especially when you get something like, uh, you know, when John Kennedy gets his uh, his head blown off in broad daylight, I mean, that's a big part of, uh, you know, the trauma based, you know, mass mind control in a way, you know, because everyone, you know, was lost the innocence, you know, that was the beginning. And I think they've been uh, on a roller coaster ever since, with all these other things, you know.
0: Yeah, the main thing is fear and base human emotions, right? The base yeah. things, right? The the lizard brain. And brought to you by lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, also it makes sense too, in a way, because uh, you keep them scared; it's easier to control them and to make them do what you want. But if you really think about it. I think with all these uh random shootings that are not so random in my opinion I you know a lot of people you know especially you know people that are all about the second amendment they all think oh they're coming for our guns that's a part of it but I think the main part is the uh the trauma based mind control like whenever you know you think the public might there might be an upheaval or something they roll out another fiasco you know I mean, at least the major, the big ones. I do think people do just randomly shoot people sometimes, but yeah, I think, that's true. I think the ones that the the media or the mass media concentrate on, you really got to take a closer look at some of those. You know,
0: yeah if it if it's making the national news, right? If it's if it's being repeated and, and the same talking points over and over, and you've seen those videos where they have the the newscasters and they just keep opening up the boxes yes. on the screen and they're saying yeah. the same things. And I mean, it's all over the country. That's what I'm talking because you're you know yesterday the headline on Drudge or uh, was uh, what three hundred nine mass shootings this year and and if you what constitutes a mass shooting and what we think of like Chicago had like what seventy one people shot or some yeah. some insane number over the the holiday weekend over the July Fourth weekend yeah I want to read this uh, last little bit this is the words of Bill Cooper uh, he says um, the real reason why people ignore silent weapons for quiet wars, people are not ready to admit they have been cattle. They are not prepared to fight and if necessary, die for freedom. It is an indictment of the citizens of the United States of America. And that is the total confirmation of the truth of the information contained in silent weapons for quiet wars. Well, I'm glad we uh, went over this and I, I recommend to the listener uh, that they go and get a copy of Behold a Pill, just for your library. Get a copy of Behold a Pill Horse and, and and read Silent Weapons or Quiet Wars for yourself. Look at the way the language comes off the page. I've been fascinated with this, and that won't be the last time I cover it. But uh, I wanted, you know, to bring Chris on and and get his perspective and and do this show for the for the archives. Um, and this is going to go up on uh, the Arterburn Radio Transmission Podcast as well as as yes, paratroother and i will t- if you're subscribing to paratruther you should subscribe to the art radio transmission and vice versa folks <laughs> if you got, yeah. because some shows won't it won't always interlink like not every show will be listed like especially art radio because sometimes i'll throw up a um you know a, a live show or, or i'll put up uh uh you know a an archive or something so you know it's a good idea to be uh to be over there on both and again um paratruther and and an radio transmission are brought to you by wise wolf gold and silver if you need to uh, buy or sell gold and silver nationwide we're your veteran-owned shop here in branson missouri uh, wisewolfgoldandsilver.com i also talk about the need to be prepared in these times and these are unprecedented times and it's just peace of mind to have storable food water filtration so if there is a breakdown if there is something that happens whether it's natural or manufactured or a combination of both, then you'll have something to fall back on. And you can go to preparewithart.com. That's preparewithart.com. And you can get uh, the good folks at uh, My Patriot Supply. You can get their uh, storable food, good for 25 years, uh, water filtration. I use all these products, by the way. Uh, You can get seeds. You can get Fire starting kits, all that good stuff. Just have a bug out bag, you know. Just have some peace of mind. And uh, I've been buying a little bit more lately, and just trying to be prepared because you also got to help others in, in the next level, folks. And we're we're going to have a responsibility to help each other. So, uh, Chris, it's been great, brother. I I've, I've enjoyed our talk. I hope that uh, that you have too. Oh, I loved it, man. I can't I can't wait to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Or there's going to be more. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, share the links, folk. Arter, arterburn.news is uh, my website, arterburn.news. You can find the latest and greatest. You can subscribe there. Uh, all the Most of the podcasts are up there as well. Uh, I do a show called America Unplugged every Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time on rockfin.com uh, with the great Billy Ray Valentine and the legendary Donald Jeffries. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Uh, Chris, I know, you know, you're kind of you're kind of a researcher, kind of an enigma. You're, uh, you're hiding <laughs> in the background. Do you do you have any social media? You want people to follow you or to look you up, sir?
1: Um, well, I just say, uh, let me think. Um, <laughs> you I, want to uh, through me? I have a Twitter handle, but <laughs> okay. I I think it would be more appropriate to uh, hold off on that right now. Okay. I just, I do want
0: to, I want to make sure I offer it up and uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. it, Appreciated your input today, sir. So uh, folks, we'll see you next time. uh, Thanks for everybody for downloading and uh, we'll be back with more great content very, very soon uh, in the psychological war for your body, mind, and soul. Be a paratrooper. See you next time.